Welcome to the Home Birth Experience Podcast. Today, Christina and I will be talking to Dr. Tyler Munn of Munn Chiropractic, and he's going to share some awesome tips about pregnancy, explain chiropractic care, and all of the things after birth as well. A lot of us forget about the fourth trimester and what care we need during that time. So we're going to go through the whole gamut with him and it is going to be amazing. So before we get started, Christina, I just wanted to say what a blessed week we had. What do you think? Yes, it was such an exciting week for us at Cleveland Home Birth. We had two births and Christina... This was the first time that she was at a birth for 12 plus, well, I shouldn't say birth, a labor for 12 plus hours. How'd you feel after that, Christina? Um, I was pretty exhausted, but I had so much adrenaline rushing through me just from the experience of it all. So I, I didn't feel that tired. Yeah, I never feel that tired either. And I think it's adrenaline, but I also, I more so think it's oxytocin. I just feel like so euphoric and happy and and people always ask me I don't know how you do it how did you do that I mean you're up for almost two days and first of all God he gives me the power and the strength to do it and the oxytocin and just knowing that you're called to do this work makes it so enjoyable and it's just such a pleasure that the thoughts never go through my head of Oh, I can't do this or I wish it was over. I just, that just doesn't happen. It's just incredible how, how you walk into the birth space, you cross the, cross the threshold and it's, it's just such a beautiful, glorious thing. And we had two cute little babies and I'm sure if you follow us on Instagram or Facebook, you've seen some pictures lately and we're definitely adapting to wearing masks. Mm-hmm. Kind of doesn't even feel like I have one on anymore. Wouldn't you agree? I agree. It's it's definitely the new norm. So we'll see how long that lasts. But definitely had a busy week. And we're looking forward to the next birth. And just taking care of everyone is making us so happy and bringing joy to you even during these uncertain times. And you bring us so much joy as well when we see all of you wonderful clients. So... Let's jump into this podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Home Birth Experience. It is a beautiful spring day, and we are here with my wonderful co-host, Christina. How are you? Hi, guys. Good, Julia. How are you? Awesome. So today we have with us Dr. Tyler Munn of Munn Chiropractic based out of Aurora, Ohio. Welcome to the show, Dr. Tyler. Hello. Good to talk to you guys. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So I wanted to jump in and ask you, how did you decide to become a chiropractor? Well, my story started when I was a teenager. I was in high school the first time I got adjusted. I got adjusted because um, we went to a chiropractor, and the chiropractor wanted to check the whole family. Um, At the time, I was having some pretty significant migraines. Uh, at the time, I didn't tell the chiropractor that because I thought the chiropractors are just back pain. I didn't know what they do, uh, but I was having actually migraine headaches every single Monday to the point where I'd have to go to a quiet room and uh, a quiet dark room, and the headache really didn't go away until I vomited. 
Um, and just over, yeah, we started getting adjusted by a chiropractor and those headaches started going away. And it really, as, as I was talking to the chiropractor and nothing else changed. Um, I had been taking a medication for the, the headaches for quite a long time. Uh, before going to the chiropractor, and the headaches started going away. So I was wondering why I was still taking this medication. Um, but a side effect of the medication was depression. So when you're in high school and you're just dealing with things like that, and you already don't like yourself, so then I was dealing with things for depression. So that led to another medication, um, which also led to another medication. I was a, a very active kid in high school. I ran cross-country, wrestled did track, uh, and so I was diagnosed with ADHD, and that led to another medication, and all the while, this went on for uh, over a year of being on these meds, and really didn't feel any better, was still getting the headaches, I didn't feel the headache, but the headache, the medicine made me just kind of like fall asleep for Monday, so I didn't have a headache anymore, but I didn't have a Monday, and it just wasn't working for me, but we didn't know what to do. We were, uh, what do you do? Wow. So my, my, my brother actually got hurt wrestling. So he wrestled as well. He herniated a disc in his back after getting slammed on the mat illegally. And the chiropractor helped get him wrestling, helped him finish out the season. Um, otherwise, he, he wouldn't have been able to finish the season out um, due to the injuries. And my senior year, or sorry, my brother's senior year, he was actually able to go to the state tournament and compete at the state tournament because he was able to function the way just your body is supposed to. His, he, the chiropractor helped get him to a state of healing where he could compete at that level. But my story was the headache started going away, and that wasn't something I expected, and nothing else changed, so I asked the chiropractor kind of if if what he was doing was affecting my headaches and, and making my headaches go away. And he was like, yeah, absolutely. And he told me the story of just kind of like the, the chiropractic story of what, of how chiropractic helps. Um, so a chiropractor doesn't actually treat back pain or neck pain. Um, that's that's a, a big misconception that that is out there. So what a chiropractor is doing is you're, so your brain controls every single function in your body, right? So if, if you get your head cut off the body, what happens to the body? You die, right? Right. Or if you take the nerve that goes to the heart, if you cut that nerve that goes to the heart, what happens to the heart? It stops beating. So anytime there's a disconnect between the brain and the body or the body's communication back up to the brain, it causes a dysfunction. Now, the only place in the body where that dysfunction can happen is actually in the spine. So your spine has 24 freely movable vertebra that protect a very delicate uh, spinal cord, and the brain is completely encased by bone to protect a very delicate brain. And if the vertebra of the spine shift out of alignment, then that distortion actually creates pressure on the nerve supply and distorts the nerve supply. So anytime there's a distortion in the nerve supply, it creates a distorted, sorry, anytime there's a distortion in the spine, creates a distortion in the spinal nerves, and those nerves go to muscles of the low back, 
They go through muscles of the neck. That's how, that's our mechanism for affecting those muscles of the neck and back. But those nerves also go to vital organs. Those nerves go to the heart and lungs. They go to the immune system. They regulate your hormone system. Those nerves um, control all kinds of reproductive function and the childbirth process. They control everything in your body. You live your life through the nerves. So it, it makes sense for people to get that nerve system checked. And that's what a chiropractor does, to make sure that the spine is the correct alignment to maximize your potential, to maximize your nerve function. So we're not treating a, a symptom. We're not treating a, a disease. What we're doing is maximizing the function of your body and of your nerve supply. That's so incredible when you explain it that way. It's so clear in my mind. Yeah, I I definitely appreciate that visual of just how much the body is controlled by everything being connected, essentially. You know, one thing is off, and then it can throw off a whole other system, and it's, it's unbelievable. I... I'll just share a little bit about myself. I had scoliosis when I was younger and had a spinal fusion when I was 12 years old. And I know how much that affected my entire being. And I personally thought, oh, well, you know, chiropractors are no good for me because they couldn't have gone in and corrected all this. And and then I started realizing, okay, wait a minute. Everybody has their own, like, lane to be in. And so orthopedic guys are not the same as chiropractor guys. And it was not until this past year, I'm 38 years old, that I finally had my first chiropractic adjustment. And wow, I was amazed at how it changes the overall function of my body. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I actually hear that a lot. The average person uh, is actually 37 years old before they get checked by a chiropractor. Now that, it, it, to me, or, or maybe if I rephrase that, what if you were 37 years old before the first time you went to a dentist? Wow. You got to think about that. Like, <laughs> yeah. So from a chiropractic standpoint, uh, we all live this thing called life. We all have trauma to our spine and if I think back to my childhood there's times where honestly I shouldn't be alive I shouldn't have survived my childhood um let alone my older brother but there's times we did all kinds of crazy stuff there's all kinds of injuries that I've gone through including car accidents so if you think of even the micro trauma of what we do to our spine every day, which could be standing for long days at a, at a job or standing at an assembly line, sitting at a desk for long hours of the day. And then the average person after that, typically we go home and we sit in front of a TV or we sit in front of another screen, a computer, a cell phone, and we constantly have a, a flexed, distorted position on our spine, creating micro trauma on the spine. But even outside of that, there's trauma that we go through. So it's trips, falls, car accidents, all kinds of different stuff that can distort the posture of the spine. Absolutely. Uh, 
And not that pregnancy is a trauma, but it's a huge adjustment to the spine. Like you're talking about sitting for a long time or doing this or doing that. It's all um, affecting our spine and then our nerves. And so pregnancy, obviously, with the growing baby is changing the way the body is shaped. Um, You can visually see that. Can you talk to us a little bit about you know, what we visually see, but then inside of the woman's body from a chiropractor's point of view, what is happening? Yeah, and it it is absolutely amazing. The miracle of childbirth, the body goes through tremendous changes. So as the the baby grows in in the uterus, in the womb, your body is also secreting a hormone called relaxin, which allows the ligaments to get more stretchy. Um, it allows your pelvis to open up to get ready for the childbirthing process. Um, one way that chiropractors, so before I was talking about chiropractic helps with nerve supply, one way chiropractic helps mechanically, mechanistically, maybe I should say, um, is your pelvis needs to be nice and level from side to side. And the spine needs to be nice and straight up and down. If the pelvis starts to tilt, to one side, or the pelvis starts to distort and uh, create torsion in the pelvis, then the uterus isn't sitting on a level surface, and the uterus, um, the giant muscle that, that carries the baby, starts to shift to the side as well. And the ligaments can create, there's ligaments that hold that uterus in place. Those ligaments, you can create ligamentous um, tension and muscular tension along the pelvic floor, which those distortions make it harder. Uh, it, it, it creates symptoms for the mother. Uh, so my wife, she's pregnant, and she's been laying on her left side for months now. And she constantly complains and tossing and turning in the bed. But think of what that does to your body over time. Mm. Um, even there's little things that you take for granted when you're sleeping, being able to just roll over onto your stomach or onto your back or onto your right side. Um, But the mechanics of the pelvis during the childbirthing process, that pelvis needs to open up. The sacrum is actually going to move during the childbirth process. So as the baby's head moves down to engage into the pelvis, the sacrum, the, the, the top of the sacrum needs to move back to new tape and then as the baby's baby's head moves down into the birthing canal and starts crowning, that sacrum needs to start tilting forward to get the tailbone out of the way. So there's huge movements that need to be happening if the mother, um, if the, the passage, if the mother has a distorted pelvis, it makes it harder for that, that pelvis to move in the way that it's supposed to during the childbirthing process. A lot of times that causes back labor. Um, And I would highly suggest talk to a chiropractor so that you have someone to help prevent that. Mothers who get get adjusted report less back labor, uh, less aches and pains leading up to the birth process. But during the birth process, less back labor, uh, less complications, as well as faster delivery times. So who wouldn't want that? Yeah, I don't know any woman that I've worked with that wouldn't say, yes, I am on board. (laughs) 
So have you, you said that your wife is pregnant and if, you know, people don't know, I'm actually her midwife. Um, and so I know that you have been adjusting her and that's been helping her and, and you've adjusted her during her other pregnancies as well. What about during birth? Because she obviously has the blessing of a husband who is a chiropractor, but most women don't have a chiropractor accessible to them during labor. So have you ever been to a birth other than your wife and what does that look like adjusting people during birth yeah and i try to have that conversation with uh with women and with my patients and also have them have that conversation with if they're giving birth to a hospital or at a home birth um if you're giving birth to hospitals different hospitals are have have different policies in place so um, there's one hospital in the area that doesn't let any outside practitioners come in and touch their patients, period. So I'm not allowed to go to that hospital. There's another hospital that is their policies are just different, and they're perfectly fine with me heading in there to adjust the mama. And so there are several times where a conversation that you need to have with your chiropractor ahead of time. So if the, if the mama is comfortable with it, yeah, I'll come in during whatever phase they want me to be there during the childbirth process or also after the childbirthing process. So we can do prenatal, postnatal visits for for mama and baby. We are, my goal as the chiropractor is to help normalize function and maximize your potential. So whether you're an elite athlete and the, the big game is coming up, and you're training for the state tournament or childbirthing process, that is a very athletic event. And just like the Olympics, an athlete trains for four years to get to the Olympics, your uterus trains for nine months for one event, Mm -hmm. one athletic event. So the chiropractor can help come alongside to just whatever the need may be. It might be um, balancing the pelvis, that there could be other stuff going on. So we do an assessment, we figure out what needs to be done, and we, we do that. So a lot of people talk about the Webster technique and how that's very helpful during pregnancy and birth. Can you explain what the Webster technique is to us? Yeah, absolutely. And I am Webster certified through the ICPA. ICPA is the International Pediatric Chiropractic Association, one of the largest chiropractic associations and the oldest chiropractic um, associations that have been around. And it's a technique, so let me kind of preface it. So we kind of talked about the during the childbirth process, your body goes through lots of changes, and the pelvis could be distorted before the pregnancy or it could be from the pregnancy. But if that pelvis becomes distorted, um, it affects it affects the uterus. It affects the how the uterus sits in the pelvic floor, and we want the the uterus to sit nice and level in the pelvic floor. That's going to give that baby the best chance uh, to have a nice normal delivery. If the uterus is is tilted off to the side, it creates torsion in the uterus. That torsion helps. That torsion prevents 
the baby from turning head down. Mm. So a chiropractic adjustment um, using Webster technique, we're not doing a inversion technique. We're not doing any technique on the baby. What we're doing, that's, that's outside of our scope of practice. Uh, what we're doing is to balance the pelvis, balance the nerve supply to muscles of the pelvic floor, abdominal cavity, um, as well as the diaphragm, balancing those muscles, balancing the nerve supply to those muscles so that the muscles are functioning the way they're supposed to, as well as balancing the, the pelvis and uh, making sure the spine is nice and straight up and down because that is going to relieve tension and the torsion on the uterus. So the Webster technique isn't um, specific to, it's, it's not a technique that turns breech babies, so I want to make that part clear, but it is a technique that balances the muscles and the pelvic alignment so that once you reduce that torsion and bring balance to the pelvis, then the baby has the room inside the uterus to flip head down. Right. The, the Webster technique is amazing at doing that, but it, what it's doing is addressing the nerve supply, the muscles, and the bony structure of the lumbar spine and pelvis. It's also a technique that works great on truck drivers. So it's not something specific towards the, the baby. What we're doing is just changing our technique to help address the unique presentation of the birth. So Tyler, I was just wondering, Tyler, I was going to ask you, so what sorts of um, behaviors would cause a woman's pelvis to go out of alignment? Like what can women avoid doing? Good question. So it's kind of a hard question to answer. (laughs) It's a really good question though. Mm -hmm. So avoiding sitting for long periods of time, avoiding um, one-sided movements um, for a long period of time. So, what I would say is things to how about things to do. Okay. So things to do for the pregnant woman would be to remain active, uh, be active. If you're exercising, continue that exercising. If you're not exercising, let's start something. Let's not be crazy like run a marathon, but let's start getting active. And it could be something as simple as walking. Um, it could be something whatever you love to do. Mm-hmm. Whatever you love to do, go out there and do it. Um, I'm a runner, so I love to run. If you tell me to go bike, I don't like biking and I'm not going to go do it. So whatever you have a passion for, just get out and go do it. Okay. Then also make sure we're exercising, make sure we're eating good foods, uh, getting good rest and chiropractically make sure we're balancing the nerve supply. Go ahead. Uh huh. Well, I was wondering what sorts of signs would a woman look for to indicate that she was having some imbalance in her pelvis? So if there is pain, that is definitely a red flag. Um, That's definitely a sign that shows that there's muscular tension. There's definitely a sign that's kind of like the smoke alarm going off inside the building. Um, where would this pain be? Like, would it be located in her hips or back or legs? What kind of things would um, would you say women complain about that indicates a misaligned pelvis? Um, the pain can be, yes, every, everywhere you just said. Um, but I also want to address that the pain may not be there. 
um, mm. because in order for you to have a symptom, like earlier we talked about your nerve supply controls everything and health comes from the brain down to the body, for you to be healthy, that function has to get from the brain at 100% to the rest of the body. In order to have a symptom whatsoever, that function has to decrease from 100% down to 60% function to maybe feel your first symptom. And I emphasize the maybe because the, the nerve supply, depending on the nerve that's being interfered with, you could be interfering a nerve that is involved with temperature, uh, or excuse me, uh, feelings. So the, the, if you take a cross-section of a nerve, the outside of the nerve is involved with pain, pressure, touch, sensation. So that is usually the first thing to be interfered with. So when there's a distortion in the nerve supply, typically the feeling or pain is what is interfered with first. Mm, okay. Or that nerve could be something that goes to something like the left kidney. If your left kidney is functioning at 60%, what does that feel like? You don't feel it. The other kidney picks up the slack, and it could be decades before it's noticed down the road when it develops into a disease. So don't wait till there's pain. Don't wait till there's a disease process at our office. What we do is we check. We check people. To, to do anything, don't guess with your health. At our office, we want to test. We want to mm-hmm. do testing, something that's objective, just like if your kid has a fever, um, you don't just put your hand on their forehead. You get a thermometer, and you take a temperature. If it's 99 degrees, you tell them to quit taking it and go back to school. If it's 105, 106, 107, you take it to the emergency room. Right. So there has to be some type of test, and in our office, what we do is test. Right. That's so important. Um, so with this pelvis misalignment, and you brought up relaxin, the hormone relaxin earlier, and how it is pumping during pregnancy in order to allow those ligaments to be loose for the growing uterus, growing baby, and the process of childbirth, I often tell people, and these are my terms, not chiropractic, you won't hold an adjustment for very long because of relaxing. And so what what kind of frequency and visits do you normally see a woman during pregnancy? Yeah, that's a really good question, and it depends on the person, of course, and we do testing to help dictate that um but during pregnancy there's more stress on the body and at any time during someone's life when there's more stress then typically there needs to be more adjustments the the chiropractic adjustment helps your body uh be resilient and resist whatever type of stressor there is so if that stressor is childbirth or a a previous car accident or the daily things you're going through every single day mental, emotional stress, um, or there's all kind of stress in the environment right now, um, different viruses going on. The chiropractic adjustment makes you more resilient, and it makes you stronger to be able to adapt to whatever stress is being put on you. So the care plan and the frequency is going to be based on the person, and it typically is going to be an increased frequency 
leading up to the childbirth process and even after, after the childbirth process, um, after that baby comes in the world and we got healthy baby, healthy mama, um, Lord willing, then after that third trimester is what, um, what we'd like to call the fourth trimester, whereas mm-hmm. the next three months, your body trying to get back to the normal. Yeah. So there's amazing, there's incredible changes happening, um, not just as you're losing the baby weight, but your body, the hormones, um, the, the structure of the spine has to go back to its old position. And we want to, that from a chiropractor standpoint, we want to make sure it's going back into a position of alignment. So this is a huge opportunity to actually get a lot of correction in the spine right after the childbirth birthing process. So we can actually do a lot for um, the, during that fourth trimester and make changes that are going to last for um, potentially the rest of your life. Yeah, I have definitely noticed a difference in my clients, the ones who get adjusted after birth um, and their recovery. It just it seems a lot more uh, smooth, if you will, like there are less hurdles, less pain. Um, and, you know, some people just breeze through it without help from anybody. But, <laughs> you know, we're all different. But I will say that I have noticed the difference in chiropractic care in the fourth trimester for sure. Absolutely. Um, you mentioned that, you know, birth is kind of one of your favorite things as far as chiropractic care. And I know you have some experience with your wife's last pregnancy and the position of the baby and things like that. Um, what do you want to share with us from, you know, if you want to talk about your wife's experience or just anything else that you want to add about, you know, chiropractic care and birth or pregnancy? Um, maybe just kind of sharing our story. So our first, um, childbirth happened. We were 22 years old, so we were very young and we, um, did things the way you're just the, the default program, the, the way things happen. Typically people go to an OBGYN and they do a hospital birth and we had a great experience, um, but after that first birth, um, when it came to our second birth, um, my wife and I, we, our, our knowledge of what health is had grown and we, we had a desire to do a more natural birth. So during the second childbirth, we did a, a birth instead of a, uh, mainstream hospital. It was, um, uh, it was still a hospital, but they were very, um, had a more natural mindset. So we did a birth with, we had the intention to do a birth without, um, any medicine. We want to do as natural childbirth as possible within the hospital setting. And they helped in amazing ways to do that. And we were able to do that in the hospital for our third childbirth. We actually did a home birth. Um, we did a water birth and, at our at our home, and that was the most incredible experience. I one of the most incredible experiences I've ever had. Um, it's a night and day different experience. Not that I had a bad experience in the hospital, um, 
but giving birth in your own home, it's a whole level, a whole nother level of just being relaxed. Um, the, the process, uh, we, we had an amazing midwife and we have an amazing midwife again. And the, the process just was, was not, not that any of the three births, they all had their hiccups. They all had challenges that you have to go through and challenges that you have to adapt and overcome during each childbirth process. But at the home birth, it was just, um, a blessed experience. I don't quite know how to put it into words. Um, and I also, my second favorite part was our first meal was we went to Longhorn Steakhouse and we had a steak and vegetables for our first meal Mm -hmm. instead of hospital food and hospital jello. Um, (laughs) So we're getting good food into our bodies. Um, and the baby slept through the first night. Yeah. Um, As we slept through the night, the entire first night, we didn't even know that was possible. We didn't know that was a thing because at a hospital, they're waking the baby up every couple of hours to do different checks and to make sure the heart's beating still and X, Y, Z. And I appreciate all the work that they do there, but the baby slept through the whole night. <laughs> yeah. Like so that was, you could get some just, rest it, too. <laughs> yeah. It put, it just set everything off in a completely different state of relaxation, health, and healing, um, as opposed to um, bringing a baby into the world and you have to wake the baby up every couple of hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're doing all these different stuff to disturb the baby, just let the baby sleep. That's what mm-hmm. it's designed to do. Yeah. Just trust the normal physiology of Absolutely. what we're designed to do. Yep. And as I'm listening to you tell your story that you had hospital births with your first two and then a home birth, um, something that comes a lot, uh, comes up a lot for me is fathers who are just unsure, you know, they think, Oh gosh, you know, what if, what if, how did you, I know that you said you, you and your wife wanted a more natural experience and your knowledge was growing in health and wellness. And so you, you moved towards home birth, but are there, is there any advice or anything that you could say to the men out there that are, are apprehensive about home birth and, and how you got to a place of, of peace about it and knowing that it was a safe option. Mm-hmm. So yeah, do, do each person needs to do their own research. If I can stand up here and talk and say that though, from my research that home births are safer than in a hospital birth, that there's less intervention. Uh, but you have to do your own research and you have to be comfortable having a birth at home or with a, a hospital. Um, at this point in my life, I am not comfortable having a birth in a hospital. Right. Um, especially with all the coronavirus, I am very, very thankful to be able to give birth in my own home where I know it's a safe environment and I can control what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so every birth is going to be different and you have to take every it's going to be a case-by-case basis um of what you're comfortable with and what you feel is safe in the environment around you um absolutely i i always tell women that 
it's important that they birth where they feel most comfortable because that's different for everyone. Um, did you going into it initially, did you have any apprehension, you know, before it actually happened with the home birth specifically? Yes. So I have been apprehensive with every birth yeah. and there is going to be a level of nervousness just like, um, like I ran cross country and I wrestled and I went to States for those events you get nervous before any wrestling match. You get nervous for any athletic event before, and that's your body's, that, that's a good response for your body to be ready. So during child, during each, before each birth, you need to do your research. You need to do everything you need to do to help create a safe birth for the mama and the baby. Um, and then during that birthing process, you need to be able to adapt and change and overcome because every single birth is going to throw a curveball at you. Um, there, those the births out there that like my birth. Um, when my mom tells the story, um, she woke up at two in the morning to go to the bathroom and she looked down and she was crowning. And twenty Whoa. minutes later, I came. Wow. So that experience is out there, but it's not the typical. Um, and child birthing process, it's, it's something that, not to make you nervous, but it's something, um, it's absolutely most incredible experience that you can have and go through, but it's safest when you're following the normal physiology of the body. Um, if you do, if you medicate the body and you create inner extra barriers, um, and, and you're leading to more and more interventions, um, you're, I trust the normal physiology of the body. Mm-hmm. I, I absolutely trust that. Um, so I don't know how to say that a better way. Um, to the guys out there, um, empower your wife. Um, it's going to be the most incredible uh, experience, most incredible empowering experience for her. Uh, guys, you're also going to save a lot of money doing a, a home birth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so it's every case is different, and it, you just have to um, adapt to each situation. Yeah, and I appreciate that you you said that a little bit of nervousness is normal, you know, just before doing any big event, you get nervous. And, and so I appreciate you normalizing that for people. Cause I think that some people think, Oh, you know, something's wrong with me that I'm feeling nervous, but, but that's a great point that you bring up that, that it is normal. It's normal to feel, um, a little nervous. And especially because you're the man, you're not going through it and you have very little control over, what happens. And so, you know, I, I, I feel for you guys that, you know, you're kind of like standing off watching you being a chiropractor have a little bit more because you can actually get in there and, and try to do some adjustments and help the process be a little bit more smooth. But, you know, for most men, they just kind of stand there watching and, and so, it, you know, it, like you said, it is. It's normal to have that kind of nervousness. Yeah. Um, so something that comes up a lot in my practice is tongue ties and breastfeeding. And, and a lot of people say, 
Um, well, you should go to the chiropractor or the craniosacral therapist first and see how that works. And so we don't need to speak, you know, a ton about tongue ties, but, um, have you seen that? Have you seen tongue ties and how, um, if chiropractic care can help with breastfeeding with, you know, manipulating the baby, um, you know, kind of that stuff with breastfeeding and the baby's um, overall function. Yeah, and there's some recent testimonies that have come through our office when it comes to breastfeeding. Um, my most recent, our third child, um, is a little bit lip tied. So we had a little bit of trouble. You, you would think at, with the third child that this is just going to be easy as yeah, easy you. Yeah, you've uh, been there, done that. Easy so. breastfeeding, yeah. been there, done that. Yeah, absolutely. But each one is different. Each one, breastfeeding is the most natural thing you could ever do, but it doesn't necessarily mean it comes easy each time. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ezra um, had trouble latching on, and he would often latch on for a little bit and come off, and then a couple hours later, come back on, latch on for a little bit, and then pull back off and not get a full stomach. And my wife wouldn't get a full release, so she has pressure and milk building up. Um, And so doing adjustments on uh, Ezra helped, absolutely did help, um, with with his breastfeeding. Um, A recent mama, we actually had two in a row come in, where the baby was feeding fine on one side but not the other. Um, and they definitely talk with your, your midwife, your, um, birthing, um, professional, um, definitely talk with Leachy League. Uh, they're awesome at giving knowledge on how to breastfeed and she had done all that stuff. Um, and then the midwife said, Hey, why don't you head to the chiropractor? And when we checked and and everybody was working with mama and the mama was actually blaming herself, um, that she was doing something wrong or something was wrong with uh, that side of her breast as we checked the child. The child kind of turned his head to the right, turning fine to the left side, but wasn't turning to the right side. So we did an adjustment, and the baby could turn its head to the right side and immediately, same day, latched on and relieved the mother. The mother had wasn't um, releasing milk on that side, so she um, was starting to get mastitis so the baby latched on said and it was an immediate uh, success immediate success um, of normalizing and and that mama uh, is still breastfeeding to this day um, and the the last the, the earlier mother uh, yeah it was the same thing the baby wasn't turning uh, with that baby the head wasn't turning to the left side. So there's a little bit of torticollis that was kind of going unnoticed. Baby wasn't turning to the left side, so it couldn't latch to the right breast. Mm. Um, and that mama has been breastfeeding for almost two years now. Um, so it completely changed the, the breastfeeding relationship. It's a very intimate relationship. There's an emotional attachment, an emotional bond there. The baby was able to latch, suck. It was a very beautiful thing. Yeah, that is awesome. So... Um, 
talking about adjusting newborns, I have suggested to some clients to go to the chiropractor to get the baby adjusted. And I get this look on their faces of, oh, wait a minute. Oh my God. No, I can't imagine my baby being jerked around like that. And, and I go, okay, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's not, that's not what happens. Cause I think a lot of people have this misconception that it's this very violent jerking motion, you know, when you go to a chiropractor and my experience, because I have a spinal fusion, my chiropractor said, I will adjust you like I would adjust an infant, which is very gentle. So could you kind of describe and kind of dispel that myth, um, how you adjust an infant and how it's gentle? Yeah, and when we adjust infants, the first thing we're looking for is normalizing that nerve function because uh, your brain controls everything. Your brain controls and helps that baby to breastfeed, to sleep, uh, to not be fussy, colicky, gassy. Um, babies getting adjusted have less uh, ear infections and just an overall better quality of life. And what we're looking to do is just normalize posture to make sure that that 100% function of the brain is getting down the spinal cord to along those spinal nerves to every single organ, muscle, tendon, joint to give that baby the best chance possible to improve that quality of life of the baby. And the adjustment, typically, um, it's, it's pretty uneventful to watch. Uh, typically, the amount of force that we're using, if you put your finger on your eye, uh, we're using about the same amount of force that you would put on your eyeball, we're not using any more force than what you would put on your own eyeball. Um, oh. It's about the same amount of force as if you're checking a tomato for firmness. Okay, that's so really the, reassuring. the adjustments, they're super, super gentle. Um, and the placement, we're either doing a contact on a, a vertebra with either a sustained pressure, with the amount of pressure that you'd be checking a tomato, or we do a little bit of vibration um, with our fingers, um, still with the same amount of pressure. And babies, they adjust so easily because they haven't undergone all the stress and wear and tear that we have um, as adults. So babies, they typically adjust and see quick changes within a couple of, of adjustments, whereas adults take longer. Mm -hmm. uh, the changes are more drastic and the adjustments are way more gentle. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would say. That's awesome. Christina, what other questions, um, were you thinking about? Well, that was my next question. Actually, it was just to ask him to describe a newborn, a newborn exam for the adjustment. Um, mm -hmm. What else can we talk about? Is there anything else, Tyler, that you wanted to talk about that we didn't necessarily get to chat about yet? Uh, we could talk about the exam real quick. Okay. The exam for an infant, um, um, a lot of times I'm most concerned about nerve supply, so we need to test for that. So I have a, um, it's called a Tytron scanner. It's a functional neurology scanner, and what we're doing is we're taking the temperatures of the nerves on on each side wow. and making sure the, the temperature of those nerves are all, are the same from side to side. That means there's balance. If one side is hot, it means there's interference there. The same way electricity runs through a light bulb, hits resistance and gets off heat, we can actually measure those tiny temperature differences in the spine. So 
we look for the, those imbalances in the nerve supply, the interference in the nerve supply. Uh, once we find that interference, we remove it with the adjustment. Um, so the, the testing is the most important part of that, but also depending on what stage of development the baby is in, um, we could be doing um, primitive reflexes, uh, primitive reflexes like the moral reflex, suckling reflex, um, grasping reflex. Those are going to be disappearing at certain ages. So we monitor and, and we check to make sure the reflexes are there when they're supposed to be and not when they're supposed to be. The Babinski should be there. Um, early on and should go away later on. Um, so at the stage of development for the baby, we look for those neurological reflexes because that's another sign to make sure the brain is developing the way it's supposed to, hitting the milestones that it's supposed to. Um, and if the baby isn't resolving um, a reflex, we have different chiropractic techniques to help the baby do that. Great. Thank you. And then also... Do you make house calls to visit new babies that were born at home? I do. Um, and I've done calls to mamas in the hospital, mm-hmm. mamas and baby in the hospital uh, for home births. Uh, I've done that. And initially, within the first three days, I typically offer to go uh, to the house to adjust because having three kids, I know how hard it is and how much you don't want to go out and you just want to rest and um, heal and take care of yourself and your baby and Mm -hmm. have build that intimate bond with a baby. Um, So initially I do prefer doing house calls at first and then we have that conversation of when do you want to come to the office Um, and that's going to be different for each um, individual um, but I do make myself available for hospital calls, house calls, um, and when when we're able to get back to normal, then we have them start coming back into the office. That's a wonderful service you provide. Thank yeah, you. Absolutely. So for you to go to somebody's house to adjust a newborn, do you have do you prefer that this client has already established care with your practice? Uh, preferably yes, because uh, with in an ideal world, someone that comes to the office, the gold standard for a chiropractor is to have X-rays. Um, so if someone comes to the office, we take the necessary X-rays that we need to take, and then if the mama ha- gets pregnant, we have those old X-rays, so we know the the structure of the body, um, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm looking at the X-rays while I'm adjusting. Um, if mama comes in and she's already pregnant and we don't have the x-rays, there's still techniques like Webster technique, which don't rely on the x-ray. Um, and if I'm doing a hospital call, house call, I'm bringing my adjusting table, um, as well as pregnancy pillows so that I can do the checks and have, and get the best quality adjustment, um, in, in whatever environment that we're having. That's awesome. Yeah. So if somebody wanted to establish care with you, how do they find you? So our office is opening soon. You can right now catch us on Facebook um, as well as Instagram at Mund Chiropractic. Um, for, you can search that for either the 
Facebook or Instagram page, and we should be opening hopefully late May. So anytime after May, um, we don't have the web, we'll have the website up and running at that point. Um, so you can search us on the web. Our office is located uh, in Aurora. It's at 14 New Hudson. So it's by the Aurora Car Care and Old Trade Station. And um, across the street is Snap Fitness. And um, you can always call us up, make an appointment, and we would love to serve you. That's awesome. So it's Munn Chiropractic, M-U-N-N. And I hope that people will look you up on Instagram and Facebook. And I know that you provide amazing care. And I'm really, really grateful that you and your wife chose me as your midwife. And I've gotten to know, you know, more about chiropractic care through this journey with you guys. And I'm just so excited to to see this birth with you being the chiropractor for your wife. It's going to be exciting. <laughs> Absolutely. And I appreciate you. Um, and just the level of expertise that you bring, um, just we feel really safe and comfortable um, being able to do a home birth with you. So we're super excited. Oh, thank you so much. Well, Christina, anything else? I think that's it for me, Julia. All right. Well, we really, really appreciate you taking the time, Dr. Tyler, to talk to us and to give some awesome, valuable information to the audience. And hopefully you and your wife will be willing to do another podcast after the birth of your next baby and and everyone can hear from you again. Yeah. Awesome. We would love that. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, have a great day and thanks again for being on the show. Thank you. Have a blessed day. Bye. Wow, guys. Wasn't that such a great episode? We want to thank Dr. Munn for coming on and sharing all of his knowledge with us. And if you found value in what you heard, please leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify. Until next time. Bye, guys. Bye.